Gridiron Grinder! Hut hut hike! Alright, party people. It's Wednesday night. Gridiron Grinder time, nonetheless. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is my buddy James. Just a couple of dudes hanging out, talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. Uh, This is episode 165 of Gridiron Grinder, and we're going to kick things off with Name That Stadium. Then we're going to cover the news from this past week. After that, we'll give you our Week 9 Power Rankings and Game Picks. Can't believe we're already that far into the season. Uh, and, then we'll, yeah, and then we'll close things off with our Question of the Week. And so, yeah, with all that being said, how's it going tonight, James? It's going all right. How's it going with you? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Just chilling. A little tired, a little fatigued. But you know how it goes, man. We talk some football. Perk me up. I'll be, I'll be good in no time. Yeah, definitely know how that goes. All right, well, hey, bud, whenever you're ready, why don't you do some Name That Stadium for us? All right, and people really need to um, pick or, or play Name That Stadium because nobody's playing lately. And and even I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be next week because I'm actually <laughs> going to the game. I'm going to be at SoFi. Anyway, <clears throat> this is the part of the part where, as you can see, I'm traveling around um, going to different stadiums that host NFL games, key in their host NFL games, not NFL stadiums. Um, I'm giving you lots of hints here, so pay attention, people. Um, and, you know, first person guesses, guess it right. We'll give you an extra special shout-out, bookmark it. Um, you can play it over and over, say, show people how how smart you are. Um, last week, I was at Pittsburgh, or what's it, Acresure Stadium, Heinz Field. I'm just going to fucking call it yeah. Heinz Field. No, it's not Heinz Field anymore. Um, I, thought, I thought that game was, was the best game on the schedule last week. Um, or what was going to be the best game on the schedule last week. It didn't really turn out that way, but I, I thought that was the most intriguing game. Like two teams that are kind of not, not, I don't want to call them struggling, but they're, they're on the up, they're, they're upcoming. And um, I thought, I thought it would be a good fight. Turns out Pittsburgh decided not to show up to the game, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. And I mean, they had a whole lot of injuries in that game too. Right. But I know what you yeah. mean, you know, still bummer. It played out the way it did. Uh, yeah, and I'm with you. It'd be nice to get some participants or, you know, I don't know. What do you do? You trim down the show. We just do the news, the picks, the power rankings, and psh, see you later. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe people will start, start start going if I or start participating if I start telling them where I'm going to go the next week. I usually yeah. don't decide just in give advance. give it away. Yeah. I usually don't decide uh, in advance, but because I am actually going to the game, I figured the uh, – yeah. yeah. No, I'm good with that, man. You know, give them those handouts. Uh, all right. Well, let's do our recap of the past week. And there was actually a fair amount of stuff, you know, for it being a short week for us. And um, yeah, James. So I guess uh, well, we got to save the surprise games of the week for last. I always forget about that. But um, <clears throat> probably the big stuff that just came out. Josh McDaniels fired by the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also fired their GM, David Ziegler, 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 however you say his name. And uh, uh, in the meantime, they have now promoted former defensive lineman Antonio Pierce to be their interim head coach. Uh, and they have also benched Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're going to go with Aiden O'Connell, the rookie, as their quarterback. Uh, I heard people talking all day, NFL Network, ESPN, everywhere you can think of about um, 
you know, basically the Raiders are packing it in and they're going to plan mm-hmm. on drafting a quarterback high. And so <clears throat> they've seen enough out of Jimmy G and they're going to give O'Connell a chance. Uh, yeah. Aiden O'Connell, holy cow. It's just like blanking on the name. I just said it, but <laughs> uh, you know, they're going to give him a chance, see what he's got. But uh, you know, I think part of them is likely wanting to just kind of lose and get a better draft pick. And so who the heck knows what's going to happen, but you know, I don't like McDaniels. So see you later, dude. So it, it doesn't make sense that, that they fired McDaniels now. Um, they should have fired him last year after they lost to Indianapolis and Jeff Saturday, in my personal opinion. <laughs> but that's 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 a different story. We can come back to that at some other point when I tell everyone how right I was about that again. Um, but Ziegler, I'm not surprised that they fired him because he was really installed as the kind of like a patsy for Josh McDaniels, do what McDaniels wants. And, I mean, they, they got a bill of goods with Jimmy G. Jimmy G has not been anywhere near what he looked like when he played in San Francisco. And they thought, they thought, Oh, it's, he's, he used to McDaniels coached him and he knows the system. Yeah, and, they blah, had blah, weapons. Blah. and they had weapons, which, which we'll get to get to the weapons a little bit when we talk about um, trades, the trade deadline activity. But cause there's a little, some rumors that I've, I've been, or some, some actual statements that have been made on that. But anyways, um, sure. So I'm I wasn't surprised that they hired him, but I mean they got to do something. And you're right, they're packing it in. Um, they kind of the what I thought was interesting about it is it felt like it was they did it in like the middle of the night because okay. I didn't hear anything about it last night before I went to bed, and then this morning it was like all they were talking about, and it was like how did I miss this yesterday? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the timing of it did seem kind of strange, but it could have been one of those things. Maybe it was a late meeting or whatever, and they announced it, you know, in the middle of the night or early morning or who knows. But, um, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping that Antonio Pierce actually uh, has some success in that interim spot. I liked him as a player. I liked his intensity. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he already made some comments that he was born to be a Raider and you know, all these things. And, you know, he might be able to get the guys to play for him. But, um, you know, I and I do think the Raiders have talent, you know, and it's like we saw it, it just in this Monday night game against the Lions, man. They mm-hmm. finally got the running game going. You know, there's a lot of things that this team can do that just for whatever reason wasn't working with McDaniels calling the shots. Well, it's because McDaniels is – it's because it's McDaniels. I mean, yeah. I was really, really, really surprised that they gave uh, get, that he got another shot in the NFL after leaving in Indianapolis at the altar, basically, and oh, last know, that minute withdrawing yeah. after they're already hiring <clears throat> uh, coordinators and coaching staff. Which, which I would say on that though, when they when that happened and McDaniels said, "No, nope, nope, I'm not going," they they. Even though they could, they could have easily just gotten and said, you know, paid off the salary of the the coaches, or you know, saying, you know, we're not hiring you as condition on McDaniel's, blah blah blah. And they said, and said they still kept those coaches they hired, yeah, in anticipation of hiring McDaniel's as head coach. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it just makes that, me, but. yeah, it makes me wonder, you know, not to go too far down the tangent here, but. Um, 
man, you know, I was thinking about the Patriots, as we often do, and it's just not working with Bill O'Brien, who I like as a coach. And, um, and you know, I think a lot of it's probably Mac Jones, to be honest. He's just sucking real bad. But, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I was out with a guy the other day, and he was going down the, you know, like this, uh, this road of, oh, well, it's obviously it was all Brady. And I was like, I get it, man. You can say that. But the one thing that you got to remember is they won freaking 11 games with Matt Castle at quarterback. <laughs> and so, like, you know, they can do it. <laughs> they did something something similar with Jimmy G at, yeah. at quarterback uh, that one year. In um, limited streaks while he, you know, was healthy. Yeah. And so it's it's they can do it. It's just uh, I got to believe Mac Jones is a real problem for him. And, you know, maybe, hey, maybe they need to fire Bill O'Brien and bring frickin' Josh McDaniels back and frickin' bring back Matt Patricia to run the defense, too. See him frickin' screaming at guys on the sidelines again. I don't know. Like, that combination worked for them for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, if I remember correctly, was it 16 that... Brady got hurt, uh, Brady was hurt in weeks, was it 2016? Oh, I don't remember when Jimmy G had those couple games or whatever. Yeah. I have to look it up. But I, if, if I remember correctly, like they didn't do all that bad. Like, uh, let me see. Yeah, and I mean, we know Matt Castle, he didn't go on to like really start anywhere else. And so, you know, and they made him an 11 win quarterback. Yeah. So, so he's, he's, he, um, played, oh, I guess it was only two. He only started two games, but, and and it was 16. I thought it was more than that. I just remember him getting hurt a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Which has been par for his whole career, unfortunately. So, so yeah. So he must've, must've gotten hurt because he was, he was two and oh in, 2016, and that was the Super Bowl team. So Brady must have only only missed two, a couple games. Gotcha. Oh wait, 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 wait. That's um, yeah, he got hurt in week two because that was the year that Brady was suspended for the first four. Gotcha. That's right. Yeah, so he was he got hurt in week two, but I mean he was there was he was still two and zero, and and as a starter, like he doesn't have that bad of a record. He's he's forty three and twenty as a starter. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. Yeah, so I mean he's forty three and twenty as a, as as a starter in the regular season, four and two as a starter in the playoffs. I mean that's that's pretty good. So. I don't know. Is it just the systems thing? Well, no, because I'm trying to figure out why this year is so different. And it might just be McDaniels doesn't know what the fuck he's doing as a head coach. Yeah, he's just not a good head coach, man. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you got a you got a running back on the franchise tag that led the league in rush yards last year, and you like barely used him up until week eight. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and I, I know it's not that simple. You know, there's more to it than that. But Josh Jacobs should have just been running it like crazy all year, man. You got him on a one-year contract. You mm-hmm. know, it's good for you and it's good for him. 
just like run till the wheels fall off, man. Yeah, exactly. But that's okay. So in other news, we got Kirk Cousins. I don't think we got to talk about that last week, right? No, that just it, happened. It happened. It happened yeah. in the game. Yeah. So at the end of this past week's game, uh, he had a non-contact injury, dropped back, looked like he rolled his ankle. Turns out he tore his Achilles. So he's going to be out for the year. I know you're thinking that's going to put a little ding in his free agency. I don't know, man. He's been pretty good at navigating that stuff. I think someone's still going to pay him a pretty penny. Yeah, he, I mean, you could be, you could be right. I just, I think it, because it's a, it's an Achilles injury, which is like I don't know how long it's going to be. He's going to be out. Is is he going to miss into the next year? And who's going to, in their right mind, who's going to sign him and not know when he, when he's healthy? Like that's what happened with Jimmy G. Is like in the oh. That might be the problem with Jimmy G this year. He had sh- had the shoulder surgery. He had to have two shoulder surgeries in the offseason. Yeah, that's right. That could be affecting him. Yeah, but but with him, with Jimmy G, he couldn't throw until like right before he was signed by the Raiders. So he kind of missed out on his choice of teams, really. Yeah, and you know, I would say with Cousins. You know, I'm just looking at what's going on with Rodgers. You know, he's talking about maybe coming back in time for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can make that kind of a comeback from an Achilles, <clears throat> Cousins will be good early enough in the offseason to, to yeah, really, maybe. you know, make some moves. Maybe, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. You may be right. And like I mean, starting quarterback. There's two types of teams in the league. There's a team that has a has a quarterback, and there's a team that doesn't. And Jimmy G is, or not Jimmy G, Cousins is easily a top sixteen quarterback in the league. Yeah. So you you may be right, and they they don't come along. Quarterbacks like that don't hit free agency that often. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then in other injury news, Grady Jarrett, the uh, Atlanta defensive lineman really good defensive lineman. He tore his ACL this past week. He's going to be out for the season. That's a big blow for them. Uh, But in positive injury news, Daniel Jones, I guess if you want to call it positive, (laughs) he's been cleared for contact, and he's expected to return to action this weekend, Uh, Mm -hmm. which, you know, maybe doesn't matter. It seems kind of like they're starting to sell pieces away, So, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, Chicago, and, you know, like like normal, none of this is any particular order, but uh, the Bears have fired their running back coach, David Walker. And so uh, I didn't read to see if there was, like, any unusual reasons for the firing or just if they were making a desperation move because the team sucks and they got to start doing something. Uh, but it just seemed to me that their problems go much deeper than the running game especially when you look at like every running back in that roster has been hurt all year. Um, So I don't know, Uh, you know, on the surface, it seems like they're trying to make this guy a scapegoat just to kind of prolong from themselves getting fired. Oh, there's more to it. There's more to it. Okay. Um, According to sources, uh, and this is Courtney Cronin, a staff writer for ESPN. He was fired over workplace behavior okay and the quote from 
Eberflus was, as the head coach, we are building a program and have have standards to uphold to as a staff and organization, both on and off the field, and those standards were not met. Well, I'm glad you checked it. And it says, this, we have, um, when the standard is not met, we act. We act accordingly, and that's what we did today. Gotcha. Okay. So I, I don't know what Get out of apparently line. the I'm I'm trying to see. Like I, I missed I missed that in my brief overview. But I'm trying to see if there's any Because you know he was at Eberflus was asked for what specific standard, and yeah, they don't have oh. to give all those reasons. He, his response to it, it's really clear in terms of how we treat each other with respect. Okay, being on time and working hard—that's the first thing I laid out to everybody in the building. So there's something. Yeah, there's 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 something re really going on. Apparently, the apparently HR specialists were involved in it too, involved with it too. And wow, <laughs> a real workplace incident. Uh, yeah. All right, well he's gone. Chicago, they're they're struggling anyhow. And so uh, nice that they made that move, but I think that you know their jobs are all on the line, and so it's. You know, easy to look at it as they were making him a fall guy, but I'm glad that you checked and there's actually legit issues at play. So, um, all right, so keeping it moving here. Atlanta, they are going to be starting uh, Taylor Heineke over Desmond Ritter this upcoming weekend. And so. Thank you. Thank you. I called <laughs> this last week. I called this last week. I mean, you know, I guess at some point you got to pull the plug on Ritter, right? So, yeah, you know, Ritter, he's not performing. He needs he needs some time to to develop. And I think they thought he was further along than they were. You when I, we talked about it last week, they they should have should have tried to bring in another veteran to to be behind him, not Heineke, who kind of who isn't that ex, that that experience of a quarterback, but. I said I had said two years ago, and he didn't show it last year. But Heineke could be a could be a real decent starting quarterback in the in in the league when he had that playoff game against Tampa. Yeah, that was two years ago. Um, so I I'm really high on Heineke. I think he can he 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 can I think he can ball. It's just a matter of being the offense being called right, which I think Arthur Smith generally is able to call an offense to around what type what players he has. Yeah, I mean, hey, Heineke's got potential, and it makes sense for them to shake it up at this point in the season. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But that's all they got right now unless they go out and sign someone or whatever. But uh, it's all good, man. Uh, all right, so then uh, the Packers, they have extended defensive lineman Rashawn Gary. Uh, he has signed a four-year, $96 million extension. So, 
good for him. Man, he's been freaking rock solid for them. Uh, out of U of M, by the way. So a little Michigan love there. Uh, all right, so James, that's that's all I got on like the main news. I do have sort of like a, a summary of the trades that happened before the deadline this week. And so I don't have all like the compensation. I just got who went from where to where. And so I'm going to give you those I, real quick. I have it. I, I I have it up already. I all right. I, then you I yeah did, you take you the take the trade it. action. I'm just gonna I'm because we talked about pretty much everything after the buyer trade because we talked about buyer uh, last last week. Yeah, we did. Yep. So so the, this week it was um the really the, all the action was on Monday and Tuesday this week. I don't think there was anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was before that it was. It was a week. It was the Monday before, so which makes sense. So then, so then I'm. This is just. In, I'm going to go in reverse order on how, kind of how when they were announced. Uh, you have the the Bills. They picked up uh, Rasul Douglas and a 2024 fifth round pick for a 2024 third round pick. So really, they they traded away Rasul Douglas for a late. Um, a late third round pick, uh, basically to move move back a few picks in the draft because Buffalo is going to have have you know probably like twenty eighth pick in the draft or so, and Green Bay is going to have one of the top picks. So they gave up nothing for Russell Douglas, which is good because they need to do something on with yeah. in their secondary. Their secondary is struggling. Um, then their secondary is struggling, and they kind of have to sh- have to shake it up. And they had what's his face get hurt. Oh, Tredavious White, dude. They've had yeah, so many injuries. Hurt. Yeah, I, I mean, I, but I was just specifically set to yeah. secondary, and that kind of, kind of, they're going to try to fill that gap with Russell Douglas, who is, who's one of the, top, I think, man, probably like lower top, top corners in the league. So he's, but he's climbing, he's getting better each year. So we'll see what what happens there. Pick a trade. I don't really understand. Maybe you can shed some light on this. The Lions sent a 2025 sixth-round pick to Cleveland for Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I don't really understand why the Lions traded for Peoples-Jones. I I thought I thought the wide receivers were doing fair, fairly decent, but it's, maybe you can speak on that a little bit more. Yeah, no, I'll tell you. It's um, you know, we've got Amon Ross St. Brown, and uh, that's about it. Josh Reynolds has been okay in spot work. Jamison Williams can't catch a cold. I mean, it's not, you know, he's not well, looking the way he, he needs to be. And then we did had, just... He had a decent game on Monday, so... Man, I, you know, but he did have a really bad drop. Uh, and, and he's had drops in every game, you know, which has not been many, but... Um, and, you know, and they did just let go of Marvin Jones. And so... True, I forgot um, about the... Forgot Marvin Jones, but Peoples Jones doesn't do anything really. He, like, he was, you know, you got to look outside of this year because this year's been a mess in Cleveland. He has actually been uh, somewhat reliable as a depth player for them, and so I think he adds some value for the Lions, uh, just knowing that we need that depth, and so he can come in and he'll be in that rotation for our wide receiver three probably within a couple weeks, man. And so, you know, it just helps because honestly, it's like, I, I've been inspired by Khalif Raymond with the Lions. You know, he, 
he's one of these guys he plays like freaking like a little firecracker man but mm-hmm. we we just we don't have a true number one, in my opinion. St. Brown is a phenomenal two slot kind of guy, but we really need like a, a big time one to pair with him, and we'd be in great freaking shape. But with him operating as the one, holy cow, we are so weak at two and three. And so, you know, we just needed help, man. Okay. I guess I guess that makes sense. Like I didn't and you're only giving up a six round, a 2025 six round pick, yeah. but it's it's so a, I, it's a it's a safe I trade. Up, I looked up looked up the numbers, and and you're right. Outside of this year, he was he was decent. I was I was probably focusing on this year when I when I did this, um, or when I my my thought process was probably focusing on this year. And yeah, nothing wrong with being critical. Kind of a steal of a trade, and and this this, this is a phenomenal trade, and this does a lot for. For the team, um, Chase Young was traded to San Francisco for a 2024 third-round pick, a former second overall pick. Yeah, man, monster traded, pick. Yeah, monster pick. And um, we'll get we'll get back to this in a second, um, but because when we get to another one, but so man, how, how is he has fallen? He only he has like what is it five sacks this year, and just kind of kind of. Not yeah, and I think doing he missed some time too earlier in the year, right? Yeah, I think he missed three game, two games. But I mean, he's he hasn't he has this year has has been a down year for him. It's a contract year for him, so which is which is concerning because if you're playing for yeah. your next contract and you're having the season he he's having, I see him, and it's it's his trajectory on his career is I see him like as like as a nicer Indomitian Sioux. Okay. Where he's gonna be a mercenary, he's gonna be he's gonna be on one year contracts and yeah and he's yeah, gonna have can't to give him too much leash. Year. You can't give him much of a leash, otherwise he's just gonna he's just gonna fuck off. He'll disappear. Yeah. I was surprised that Washington made the double move at defensive end, man. I was I was too. I I and then, and then I'll, I'll skip, skip to that one, and then come back. And then the Bears inexplicably sent a 2024 second round pick to Washington for Montez Sweat. First of all, they have to feel dumb as fuck sending a second round pick for Montez Sweat, then finding out that they, well maybe we could have sent a third round pick for him because they they just trade because yeah. Chase Young is is supposedly the better player and. He was he. They accepted a third round pick for him. Did we over overplay our hand and overbid for him? Yeah, and for a guy that's, I believe, also on a one year deal also, now. He's so, also in his contract year. Um, yeah. Chicago feels like <coughs> this is the second year in a row where my question is: is what the fuck is Chicago buying at the trade deadline for? Yeah, it makes no last sense. Year, last year they inexplicably. Sent a second round pick to, which was actually a first round pick because wasn't it like number thirty two overall because of the fact that Miami didn't have a pick. It was a second round pick in name only to to um, Pittsburgh for oh, for Claypool. Claypool, who's not even there anymore. Yep. Yeah, Montez Sweat might not be there either. And, and exactly. when you when you look at it, man, they put. 
so much of the bargaining power in his hands because mm-hmm. uh, he's he can just walk into free agency and take the highest deal that comes in. He's got no reason to stay with Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they could exactly. franchise him. They could franchise him, but it's but you don't want to so franchise. You traded for a guy just to franchise tag him. Yeah, <laughs> it makes oh. no fucking sense. It was a bad strategy. Um. A trade I don't know much about. Um, I I don't recognize the player's name. It's probably probably a backup uh, offensive guard, Ezra Cleveland. Yeah, was you know traded. he's he's got potential, but he he never lived up to uh, his draft pick in Minnesota. Yeah. And I think they found a way to kind of retool that line where he ended up being the odd man out. But I think he'll I think he will provide value for Jacksonville for sure. Yeah. And doesn't Jacksonville have a guard that's suspended or for? They, they've had, I mean, so they lost Juwan Taylor to the Chiefs in the offseason. They lost Juwan Taylor. Yep. No, but they, they have then, a guy yeah. that's um, suspended or something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. They had, um, they had at least one or two other guys with issues, but I think one of them might be, maybe it was an injury thing and he's back now or whatever. But either way, Ezra Cleveland will, he will likely play some meaningful stats snaps for Jacksonville. Yeah. So like he's already slated to be their their number their starter. Um so it, that's good for them. They sent a uh what is it? They sent a 2024 six round pick to to Minnesota for him. So I mean that's they're they're not giving up much for him. So that's that's good. And I haven't the next one which makes sense um and and I told you, I told you this. Joshua Dobbs was making a name for himself in Arizona, and he yeah. was he was he was gonna, or he was making it. He was playing well enough to where he was gonna be a starting quarterback. I thought, and and they did this, and this is such a fucking cop out by Arizona. They <laughs> did this to get rid of the controversy with um, Kyler Murray when Kyler Murray comes back, because yeah. you, you know as Who soon may or as may Kyler not start this weekend. Who you know, as soon as Kyler comes back and he starts to struggle, they're gonna they're gonna ask for jobs. So Minnesota received Joshua Dobbs, and I don't know what the conditional pick is. Um, I didn't note it. I can um, look it up and get back back yeah. to you on what. But the it means Minnesota's trying to fight to stay relevant. They know they're only a couple games behind in the North, and you know with some luck, maybe they can keep pushing forward. But it's it's tough when you lose your starting guy cousins, you know. I think what they're what they're thinking is, hey, you know, Justin Jefferson's going to be back soon. We just need a quarterback that can throw the ball up to him, and you know, maybe they'll find a way to make it work, man. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to see. Yeah, and he so did the, play the some really pick. inspiring football. So it's mm. based on playing time for for Joshua Dobbs. So it's so. So Minnesota got. Wait, that makes no sense. So, so Dobbs at Penn's passes. He'll acquire him and a conditional seventh, seventh round, seventh round pick in 2024 for sixth round in 2024. Um, and then the condition says it's on playing time, but that doesn't make sense because there's seven rounds in the draft so is that if he doesn't play yeah I don't know. that's weird <laughs> uh yeah maybe oh maybe if he doesn't play we just drop the pick 
So it can it can no it can become a six round pick. So it can be moved up. So it has to do it's prob it's it probably has to do with if he doesn't meet certain playing time requirements, then they get a six round pick and it's just a pick swap for them. Sure. Basically. Yeah. But um they've already said that uh Jaron Jaron Hall, Jaron Hall, however you pronounce it, is gonna be the rookie is gonna be the starter at least this week. Yeah. Um, and Dobbs will probably be the backup. But it's good for Minnesota. I mean, they don't – without Cousins there, they're kind of empty on it because they they missed on the – was it Caltrask or was it the other one? Oh, Kellamond. Yeah. Kellamond. Yeah, Trask was Tampa Bay. Um, they kind of they kind of swung and miss on the Kellamond pick, and he's no longer there anyways. So um, it's – they 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 – the cupboard was bare at quarterback, especially with Cousins yeah. going out. Dobbs has played good, and he's been kind of he's been consistent, um, decently consistent this year from what I've I've seen. I'm gonna. So I mean, they, yeah, I think he finished off kind of rough through a couple picks, sort of lost that game last week, but um, he he did play some inspiring football for yeah, a backup so like, that you know unexpected. So so this last week he was he had he has. Five interceptions this week and or this year and six touchdowns. He has so I mean not he hasn't been playing lights out. He's but he kept him in games. Fifteen hundred yards, sixty three percent. Um, I'm sorry, it's eight touchdowns. My my fault. Eight touchdowns and five picks. Um, sixty three percent completion percentage. Plus on top of he has fifteen seventy. 1,570 yards passing and 260 yards rushing, obviously rounded with three rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, it's it's definitely an up, upgrade over Jaron Hall. Um, and, like, I really like how Dobbs has been playing. But in three months, it's this is the second time he's been traded because he because Arizona acquired him by, via trade in, yep. like, uh, July or August yeah. of, of this year. It was, right? like, yeah. right before... Right before the training training camp, right before training camp, or right before the regular season, I can't remember exactly when. Um, and then I think so it was right I, before the regular season because I thought yeah. he was ahead of uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson in Cleveland. And then the way I he was so playing too. in preseason, I think they wanted to move Dobbs. And <clears throat> yeah, so I'm. Um, <laughs> August 24th, he was traded to Arizona yeah, with a seventh-round right. pick yeah. in 2024 for a fifth-round pick in 2024. Okay. And then, and then they, they basically – didn't they sit him this I, – I wanted to say they sat him this last week, but I didn't see that. It looked no, like – I thought he played. I thought I heard he – he threw yeah. like a late game interception or something, and yeah, you know what I think it was was it was it was rumored that they were going to sit him this week because they were looking to move him, yeah, but they're looking to capitalize on him playing good because it's Kyler. It's a fucking cop out by Arizona. They don't want the controversy when Kyler comes back and sucks. No, that's a good way to look at it because I think you're right there. I think you're spot on with that. And we have um, Contavious Street. And a 2025 seventh round pick was traded to Atlanta to make up for um, 
gosh, now I'm just showing Brady like, Jarrett getting hurt. Brady Jarrett getting hurt um, in exchange for a 2024 six-round pick. Um, Contavious Street, he, he was kind of a throw. I, I don't want to call him a throwaway defensive lineman for um, for Philly. Uh, he hasn't really hasn't really played much this year. I mean, he only has four total sack, uh, four total tackles, two solo, two assists. So he hasn't played much this year. He's been used sparingly up there. So it'll give him a shot um, to to make some make a name for himself i mean even last year he had 29 total tackles so like he's he's kind of like a uh give a guy a rest type of guy up there but he's, yeah, he's buried in the depth chart yeah and then the one that that kind of surprised me and it wasn't it was more the compensation based on how he's playing this year than him being traded um and yeah, a sixth and a fifth round pick aren't aren't much, but uh, Leonard Williams was traded to Seattle for a 2024. I'm sorry, a 2024 second round pick and a 2025 fifth round pick. The yeah. way he's been playing this year, I think is kind of I think I think Seattle over overpaid for him big time. Um, I'm trying to remember like. And her defense hasn't been playing. Defensive line hasn't been playing bad this year. I like Leonard Williams. I, I like him he's too. He's just had, really well in Seattle. No, I, I, I like him too. I just, I thought that I, I like him. I was kind of surprised the Giants parted ways with him, but oh, they're they're I, selling, dude, or they yeah. sold, <laughs> they sold. <Yeah>. But <laughs> but I was I was also surprised at how much they got back because, like, to give. Yeah. Like if you're gonna give up a second round pick, you're not you don't want to add you, you're not gonna add an additional pick behind it, especially how he's been playing this year, and I'm I'm preferencing that on this year because he's he's a phenomenal phenomenal defensive end. It's just he hasn't been playing up to par this year, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to tell how much of that is him and how much of it is just the Giants suck. That's true, but I think I just I I don't like the compensation on that pet on that on that trade. And I then we you. have the rest of them are the trades before with you know Baird for for Edmonds uh twenty four fifth and six, Nico Hardman for a twenty twenty five sixth and seventh, Van Jefferson and a twenty twenty five seventh for a twenty twenty five sixth, Randy Gregory and a twenty twenty four seventh for a twenty twenty four sixth. Claypool and a 2025 seventh for a 2025 sixth. Uh, JC Jackson for and a 2025 seventh for a 2025 sixth. And Akers and a 2026 conditional 2026 conditional seventh round pick. I didn't know you could go that far out. <laughs> Wait a minute. Cam Akers and a 2026 2026 conditional seventh round pick. For a 2026 conditional six-round pick. Yeah. I don't understand that fucking trade. Um, it's we just need to get rid of this guy. <laughs> yeah. it's. 
I didn't like you said. I didn't know you could trade twenty twenty six picks right now. Yeah. But I guess that makes sense because you can trade three drafts in the future. So twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. But it's just it feels weird. Trading oh, yeah, especially a, late picks. You know. Yeah. It's like if I'm gonna take one of your picks from twenty twenty six, it better be your first round pick. Well, not only <laughs> not only that, but I'm gonna give you a late 2026 pick, a later 2026 pick for your 2026 late round pick. They're They're just getting silly. They're just like, look, we got to get rid of this guy and we got to get something. You know, it'll be like the bare Mm -hmm. minimum, but we got to do something. Yeah. But so that's, that's all the trades that I found. I covered it well, man. There were rumors of of the, the couple things that I have read and it has been confirmed from what I understand. According to what I read, it's been confirmed. I haven't personally confirmed this, that the the Jets were looking to buy oh, yeah. at the deadline. Uh, apparently, they contacted Tampa Bay for Mike, Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. I, I started to say Williams. I was like, wait a minute, that's not right. And then, and they also contacted Las Vegas for Devonta Adams, which that would have been crazy. And like that's Cincinnati for T Higgins. Oh, I forgot about that one. I, uh, yeah, but, but that would have been crazy. And that would have been the ultimate fuck you to Brian Gutekus. Oh, okay. and <laughs> Devonta Adams and Aaron Rodgers next year on Reunited. the United. Yeah. Um, well, it but, can still happen for next year. <laughs> yeah. You never know. <laughs> no, well, the heat would be traded, yeah, but still, like that, that's just been been crazy. Uh, um, I'm just glancing, see, like there was, there's like a lot of stuff rumored, um, but I'm just seeing if there was anything. Any of the no, I'm not seeing any any of the stuff rumors that had any any real legs to it. Okay. Like the 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 um, Devonte Adams and uh, Mike Evans, and I I didn't read that it was and confirmed anywhere about T Hig- T Higgins. Yeah, but I I did see that. Um, Yeah, I, I, that's about it, about it that had, had any real legs to it. Yeah, and I mean, Mike Evans was rumored to be on the trade block in the offseason. And then yeah. Devontae Adams in recent weeks was complaining about his usage on that team. And so, yeah, both those guys, there was some, you know, some smoke going on there, price and fire. Uh, they, but they couldn't consummate any kind of deal. So Actually... Actually, with Devonte Adams and Mike Evans, Tampa Bay told the Jets flat out that they're not on the market. Tampa Bay and the Raiders told the Jets flat out that they're not available. Gotcha. <clears throat> it looks really dark right now. Didn't I like that? Lose a light bulb? Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. It did just get really dark. Yeah. So, anyways, um, but that's that's about it for the trade deadline uh, stuff. Well, give me your surprise games of the week here, James. All right, give me a second. Let me get back to that. I've got one and only one, and it's probably at the top of your list. 
the your one and only one is not at the top of my list. It's actually the bottom of, of my list. Okay. Um, it's it's probably your one and only one is probably the least not the least surprising. There's a lot more least surprising, but it's not as much of a surprise as you think if you look at the situation behind sure. um, behind the game. You're you're one and only one, and I'll just talk about it. I don't think it's as a surprise as you do. Kansas City and Denver. Yes. Um. So if you if you look at look if this was kind of it was a divisional game. Yep. And it was like the ultimate trap game for for Kansas City. Denver sucks this year, and yep. they were really easy to overlook. They just they just played the Chargers, and they were on a short week, and they're playing Miami this coming week. So, and on top of that, you add add all that together, it's an ultimate trap game. Patrick Mahomes had the flu. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay. So that's why it. All that coupled together is why it's not as a surprise as you think it is. If 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 it wasn't, I think Patrick Mahomes having the flu is the thing that kicks it over to not being a surprise. Because, yeah, it was a trap game. It was a divisional game. Blah, blah, blah. They won 16 in a row against Denver. Or yeah. whatever. Blah, 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 blah. But with Patrick Mahomes having the flu, I'm not as surprised about it. Actually, I'm looking at the list of looking at the games. You're going to you're going to find this is odd. I do not have a single surprise game. Yeah, I mean that was week. my only one, but now that you shed some light on it. The other the other one that could be you could make an argument for is um the Panthers and the Texans. Okay. But you have to look at the history. It was the first quarterback drafted yep. in, in this past year's draft against the second quarterback drafted in this past year's draft. After this game, in their rookie season, the first quarterback drafted in that year's draft is now 4-1 against the second quarter, number two quarterback in that draft. So it's not as big of a surprise when you couple that in there. It's, yeah. It, in the history of that type of matchup. Yeah, the Panthers have been on a road to nowhere and the Texans have been looking really good, but I don't think, I think a, a lot of times history, history kind of dictates how games happen. It sounds weird to say, but. Um, yeah, history repeats it, itself a lot. Yeah, history repeats itself. And in fact, also, and I, I think this was one of my overrides last week. It was. Um, my model had Carolina winning the game. <laughs> but I chose to override it Yeah, like a dumb fuck. Well, well we, we had Houston way higher on our boards. So. Yeah. Because yeah. I believe mine had Carolina as well. I didn't mark it as an override, but it was... Um, just too hard to take that pick when I had Houston that much higher on the board, but yeah. And, and <clears throat> my model, my model had it as a 17 to 16 game. Okay. And it was what? 15 to 13. 
so I was right there. Like, I should have just trusted my model on that one. Um, this week, I don't think I made, I did, I overrode. I don't think I had any overrides this week, but we'll, we'll get to that because I had some surprises. Um, oh, wait, that text fucking wrong. That's not what it is. Okay, so we'll get that. Um, so if you're good with surprise games, we can move on to the main event of Picks of the Week. We're going to do power rankings first? Power rankings. Shit. <laughs> I mean, hey, we could, we could do whatever order we want, man. No, let's do power rankings. Um, I, I, see, I, I, I roll with... I, I do kind of taking over picks of the week, but and I, I generally started power rankings. I got take confused. take them both over, dude. Take them both over. All right. So one through five, Baltimore. Even though it's a close game at Arizona, they won. I left them at one. Detroit, they won. I left them at two. Philadelphia, I moved up one spot to three. Um, Dallas moved up one spot to three because I moved Kansas City from three to five. And you could somebody's going to say, and I see what you did there, and that's that's an argument that could be made. But coupling in, well, now you, yeah, fact, now you give me the background, and I feel like ex- I overstated exactly. it. Obviously, <laughs> coupling in all the facts of the game, I didn't feel comfortable really killing Kansas City for that loss. Yeah. Um, but like Dallas, Philadelphia, I, I'm. Torn between Dallas and Philadelphia for three and four. Like I think these two teams are very, they're very evenly. They 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 both had had hiccups, but they're they're both very talented teams and equally talented. There's the word I was looking for. Um, equally talented, but I don't. I think based on their schedules, Philadelphia overtake overtakes Dallas just just by a hair. Um, and and leaving Detroit at two or having Detroit ahead, I mean, I went through my whole entire argument for Baltimore one, Detroit two, yeah. last week. Yeah, no, you got to stick with that. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, so for me, I moved Philly up one spot, so at seven and one, they're the top dog on my board again. Uh, at two, I've got Miami, same kind of thing. I moved them up one spot. I do agree with you, like you've been saying these last couple weeks, the competition uh, is a concern for Miami, but... You know, I already had them up this high, so it's kind of hard for me to drop them. Uh, mm-hmm. At three, I've got Baltimore. I thought Arizona fought them hard to the end, but Baltimore is still six and two and on a roll. Um, you know, and I think the play is more convincing than the final score. And so that's something to keep an eye on with Baltimore. At four, I've got Jacksonville starting to get really high on these guys. They've now won five in a row. That's the kind of, the kind of play I was expecting them to come into the season with they got a little bit of a slow start but now they're rolling and so i'm i'm you know maybe a little bit higher than i should be but i i like what i'm seeing and then at five i've got dallas i moved them up two spots uh they had full control over the rams as they should have and the nfc is looking a bit soft so that's kind of boding well for dallas right now back to you at six my man all right so at six I have actually can you give me one minute? Can we pause for a second? Yeah, yeah, let me hear. Let me uh hit up the pause. We're back. All right. Sorry about that. And that was we're on to me at six. Yes. I have 
Buffalo. I moved them up one spot. They beat Tampa Bay. It was a close game. Um, I kind of more of a, I dropped San Francisco out of the sixth spot more than Buffalo looking good against Tampa Bay. I think Buffalo looks like shit this year, uh, but they're still of the, the upper echelon teams in the league. Um, so I have them at six. Um, Miami at seven. They're going to be behind Buffalo for a while, until at least until the next game against uh, against Buffalo. Buffalo spanked them. Um, I'm, I haven't dropped Miami down much after that because I did have Buffalo ranked ahead of them previous to that, I believe. No, I didn't. I did I did spank them because I had Miami at before going into that game I had Miami in, way high. Was that week 7? No, week 4. Cuz it was after the um yeah, so it was after the Denver game I took Miami up to number 2 and then they lost to Buffalo so I dropped them to 7 and that's kind of where they're 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 staying. Okay. Right now. 8 I have Cincinnati. They beat San Francisco which I had a above them but i only had san francisco at six uh i don't think i don't think cincinnati is better than miami currently or what i've seen on the field for cincinnati yet they have to do a little bit more for me to believe in them um so they're at eight they moved up one spot seattle's at nine i bumped seattle two spots it's kind of this is a two-spot bump but it's because when when it came down to my nine and ten which i have san francisco at ten I looked at currently if these two play if these two teams played this week, which team do I think would win that game right now? And I think I thought Seattle would win it. So okay. so I put Seattle above San Francisco and I have San Francisco at number ten, who dropped four spots this week. I got you. Uh, all right. So for me at six I got the Lions. I moved them up three. Still not 100% sold, but I, I know you got them higher, so I think you can you can definitely make the case that they should be up somewhere up here. Uh, at seven, I've got the Bengals. I moved them up six spots. Uh, a healthy move up from where I had them on my board, and part of that is because, you know, when you look at their play going into this past game, it was very obvious Burrow wasn't healthy, and that was a problem for them. Coming off the bye week, he looked really healthy and mm-hmm. really good, and I think this team could make a run from here on out. Uh, at eight, I've got Kansas City. I dropped them seven, so we kind of like you know beat around the bush a little bit earlier when you talked about it. Is uh, I smoked them pretty hard because to me, when you lose to Denver, you get smoked. Mm-hmm. But now that you kind of gave me more of the backstory with Mahomes having the flu and whatnot, I probably was a little bit harsh. Either way, the rankings are here. I can always adjust for next week. Uh, at nine, I've got the 49ers. Not sure what to make with these guys. Injuries are definitely a concern, uh, but they should still be uh, good enough, deep enough with talent to win these games that they're losing, and it's just not looking good for them. And then at 10, kind of a similar situation to San Francisco. They've got all sorts of injuries on the defense. The offense has been kind of streaky, but they're coming off a win, so I bumped them up one spot. So back to you at 11, man. All right, so at 11, I have Jacksonville. I get, give them a two-spot bump uh, off the win against Pittsburgh. I I really – it's it may seem like, well, you have Pittsburgh lower. I don't have Pittsburgh that much lower than Jacksonville. And, it's all good, um, man. 
and and I thought I thought I thought against Pittsburgh, I thought against Pittsburgh they kind of showed who they are and they played a tough game against against Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh at that grinded at a grinded up game which I thought thought was great and they've already beat my number six team on my board at um, twelve I have Cleveland yeah they lost to Seattle but I had Seattle higher I had Seattle higher going into the game. And Cleveland lost to Seattle. If you lose to a team better than you, it's kind of or that I have higher on my board. It's kind of harsh to really drop you. Plus, kind of what went around went on around the on the board here. It was difficult to make the argument for Cleveland to to drop. And if I remember, I want to look something up real quick because I'm pretty sure. Oh no, they they lost. Um, Oh well, thirteen. I have Pittsburgh. Um, I probably should have these flip, but Pittsburgh came off a loss, um, or just lost to Jacksonville after losing to. Oh no, they beat the Rams the week before. Um, they lost to Jacksonville, but I still gave them a two-spot bump for off the loss. It kind of one spot because I dropped the team way the fuck down and I talked about this last week where I had been holding on to this team too high for a while which we'll get to in the next set but and also because I thought I thought I think Pittsburgh is a really good team I and I think when it comes down to it I had if it was either Minnesota or Pittsburgh at 13 and again I think Pittsburgh would beat Minnesota if they played right now Okay. And especially with the cousins um tearing his Achilles, I I want to want to see Minnesota before I really move them who I have at 14. I didn't move them at all from um from 14 spot. They won, but I'm hesitant to do much with them right now because I want to see what the team looks like without cousins. And Tennessee, I moved them up one spot. They beat Atlanta, who I had up higher on the board, and I dropped. Uh, and Atlanta's the team, obviously, that I dropped coming into this week, um, or for this week's power rankings. So they moved up one spot off the win against Atlanta, which I th- that could have <coughs> that could have counted as a surprise, except for that's what my model predicted again. Yeah, and I said. I think I, I think that one actually I stuck with Tennessee. Yeah, I did. I I stuck with Tennessee on that one, but it's so that's why I wouldn't count that as a surprise game. But on paper and how they've been playing, the instant thought might have been Atlanta would win that game. I got you. Uh, okay, so over on my side, I've got Seattle at eleven. I bumped them up one spot. I thought it was a nice win over Cleveland, but I still got to keep in mind Cleveland. Still rolling with a backup quarterback, so I don't want to get too carried away with Seattle. Uh, at 12, I've got the Chargers. I moved them up, too. Uh, this is another one where, hey, nice win, but you beat the Bears, so not getting carried away, but two spots, you know, it's respectful. Uh, at 13, I've got the Browns. I dropped them down five. I liked what you were saying, but I didn't have them below Seattle before, and so uh, I had to get them below Seattle. Yeah. And uh, part of it is also me smoking them a little bit because um, 
I was hanging tight on Cleveland because their defense was just on a different level. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty obvious now after a few weeks of watching that if their offense is going to be this inept, the defense cannot overcome it. And so that's why I dropped them down five. Uh, at 14, I got Pittsburgh. I dropped them down four. Um, you know, part of it was just that, man, they they looked so bad offensively. And I know Pickett got hurt, but they have a veteran backup in Trubisky. I know he's not great or anything, but I just really still thought they could have done more on offense. And it just, um, you know, like last week, I thought, okay, they're starting to show signs of life. And now here we go. You know, you got Minka Fitzpatrick got hurt. Pickett got hurt. You know, they had a couple other injuries in that game. And so I'm just getting worried about Pittsburgh, dropping them mostly on account of the injuries at this point. Uh, And then at 15, I've got the Jets. You know, some of this is that I I have Minnesota a little bit lower on the board. And, um, you know, there's sort of like some misfortune with Minnesota that's going to benefit some of these teams as we get into this next range here. And so uh, the Jets... Barely winning. They're sitting at four and three. I just kept them here. So back to you at 16, man. All right, 16, I have the Chargers. They moved up one spot. The only reason they moved up, I would have kept them the same, except for I dropped seven. my 17-team Atlanta. I dropped them from 10 to 17. I, I had to finally pull the cord on them. I was hanging on to them. I kind of talked about it a little bit last week where I was probably hanging on to them for too long at and I just didn't like it, but they had won. They won going into, yeah, they they won. They beat Tampa Bay um, the week prior, so I didn't feel didn't feel like I could cut the cord that week. So I took the opportunity with the loss to Tennessee to cut the cord for Atlanta to 17. Houston at 18, I moved them up one spot. Um, part, more, yeah, they beat Carolina, who I have way down um, the board, way down, way the fuck down the board. Um, But it's also, I dropped the Raiders out of this, out of that spot. And so that gave a natural bump for Houston and New Orleans, even though I'm not, I'm not in on either of those teams at at all. Um, And then at 20, I have the Raiders. I, I wanted to drop the Raiders more. But a lot of teams right after them. In fact, after them, two, three, four, the next five teams lost. Yeah. After like my twenty, my twenty-one through twenty-five last, from last week all lost. So I couldn't really move the Raiders down much, but I really, really wanted to, especially like I mean they're inept. We we hit it when we talked about the McDaniel's firing, um, and we have a well, I'll have a surprise pick in my model coming up okay i got you uh so yeah over on my side i've got uh atlanta at 16 and and really with the next four teams here i got atlanta houston tampa bay and los angeles these were all teams that i might have dropped a little bit on my board uh but i was planning on moving minnesota up and then cousins got hurt and instead i dropped them which created like Mm -hmm. a really big swing on my board and so it kind of helped elevate these guys and keep them where they were at. Uh, and then at 20, I've got the Saints. Hey, great, you can beat a lower-tier team, but, uh, you know, that's about it. So 
that's a problem. Like you're like you're calling out. So back to you at twenty one, man. All right, twenty one. I have the Rams. They lost. So did the four teams after them. They stayed the same. Twenty two. Same with the Colt with the Colts. Twenty twenty three. I have the Jets. Basically, what I did here was the Jets and the Giants. I had the Giants at twenty three and the Jets at twenty five. I flipped them. So the Jets moved up two spots to 23. Giants moved down two spots to 25. And I left Tampa Bay as at 24th. They lost to Buffalo. They kept it close. I wasn't going to really kill them for losing to Buffalo. I think actually two teams after on my listing, two teams after. Oh, is that the case? Yeah, two teams after, from 21 to 32, only two teams won. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a rough kind of week for those guys, man. Yeah, but uh, that's, that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, the bottom tier teams, they, they should be losing. I got you. Uh, all right, so at 21, I've got the Titans. I moved them up five spots. I thought Levis was great. He could be the spark they need. Uh, I already hear DeAndre Hopkins is asking for more of him. He likes the deep ball. Keep it coming to him. Uh, 22, I've got the Raiders. I dropped them down one. Probably would have gone more, but I did these before I found out about, about McDaniels getting fired. <laughs> and actually, I don't know if I'd go down more. Maybe maybe I'd go up now knowing that McDaniels yeah, was fired. That, that, that was the hard decision I had to make was, <laughs> yeah. was what to do with the McDaniels firing. Yeah. Um, and it was like, you know, I'm still going to do what I plan to do with them off the loss, but possibly possibly should consider not dropping them because the team's better off with McDaniels, but I don't know how I don't know how they're going to well, are I just I don't know what to th- what I can't Yeah, let's can't, let's wait a week and see wait. what yeah, happens. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, where's my words? I got you. Yeah. Uh, so then at 23, I've got the Colts. I dropped them down one. Uh, it's nice to see their running game hitting on all cylinders. They just couldn't finish the game. Uh, 24, this is where I got the Vikings. And so I moved them down four. I was prepared to move them above a chunk of teams and give them like a solid three, four spot bump. Instead, with Cousin gets hurt, getting hurt, I drop him four spots. Um, you know, I do like now that they've traded for Dobbs, which I didn't factor in here when I did my rankings. And so I can see them still working their way up from here. Uh, but it's tough, man. When you lose your quarterback, you know, nine times out of ten, your season's gone. So in uh, mm-hmm. the 25, I've got the Patriots. I dropped them down one. You know, I made a note here, James, that, you know, a few weeks ago, I was kind of talking about, hey, you know, they still have talent, especially on defense. They've got some good running backs, a good defensive line, blah, blah, blah. They just need a quarterback. I don't know. I think it's more than that now. I think that the team is giving up, and they've got bigger widespread issues than just Mac Jones. And so, yeah, back to you at 26, man. All right. So at 26, I have Washington. They lost, sort of like every other team down here. They stayed the same. 27, same as Washington, Arizona. 28, Denver, one. They were the second team in this range. The only other team in this range that won. <laughs> I only moved them up three spots. I didn't go crazy with it because of the fa- – because of 
what I, I talked about earlier with yeah. Kansas City and Mahomes being sick and like they were due. Like 16 in a row is a lot to lose to a team. Oh yeah. Um, 29. I have the Patriots. I would have dropped them, but I I corrected for an error that I had on my board um, previously. Um, 30, I have Chicago. It's the same. I would have dropped them, but in my dumpster fire, I corrected for an error I had on my board. Gotcha. Okay. And I have that one backwards on my list. I had three teams. Okay. Three teams after 21 that, that won. Gotcha. Because Car- Houston lost to Carolina. Yeah. And I had it as Carolina... Was Houston winning? So I just made an error on that. Anyways, back we all to make you mistakes. Twenty six. We all make mistakes. Uh, Twenty six. I got Denver. I moved them up three spots. Um, you know, everything I had been hearing is that this team is finally buying into what Sean Payton is selling. Uh, but I am going to take some pause on that now that you're telling me the other half of the story with that game. Twenty seven. I've got the Giants. I dropped them down two. They're selling at. Selling assets, likely going to be going into the dumpster fire at some point with this kind of trajectory. 28, I've got the Commanders. I liked how they hung in there against Philly, really did, but they lost. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I wanted to get them below the Giants, seeing as how they just lost to the Giants like a week ago. So, uh, 29, I've got Carolina. I moved them up three spots out of the dumpster fire. You know, and that's just something making good on my word, man. I've been telling you for a while that, hey, if they won a game, I'd get them out of there because I do like what they got on defense. I do like their coaches. Uh, I think they have potential. They finally got the win, so I got them out of the dumpster fire. And then at 30, I've got Chicago. Looks like Fields is expected to be out again. Uh, Bajant, you know, I, I like him, but the team is lacking talent, and so uh, you know, like we talked about, I think it's a little too little, too late kind of thing making that trade. It's not going to boost them that much. And so, back to you for the dumpster fire, man. All right. So, this is a weird one. And this is just a correction um, on my board. I dropped Carolina three spots, even though they beat Houston. Sure. Um, and it's it's 100% of a, a correction. I had I had to kind of look at it and look at the teams, and I went through. Even though they beat Houston, I don't think they could beat New England right now. I don't think they could beat Chicago right now. And so that's those teams around it. I don't think they could beat. Even though Denver's playing like shit, I don't think they could beat Denver right now. So it's just kind of how it felt. Oh, um, hey, and at one win, easy to make that argument. I got you. And then at 32, I have Green Bay. They're, this is where I had them at the beginning of the season. This is where they will stay. <laughs> this team is, is rudderless. They fucked up with the Jordan Love pick. And fucking, I don't know if it was LaFleur or <laughs> or Gutekus this week came out and said, well, we still need to see more of Jordan Love. What the fuck <laughs> more do you have to see? Uh, what What do you have to yeah. see of Jordan Love? He can't throw the, he can't fucking play the game. 
Like, he fucking blows. Just move on. But no. Yeah, they're in trouble, man. They're in trouble. Uh, yeah, and I've got the Packers at 31 in my dumpster fire. I, I thought they could have rode that run game and that defense to a much better record than this. They're just lost at sea, man. And then at 32, I got the Cardinals. You know, it, it it's great that they were playing some good football, but still only one win losing games. And so I'm giving that edge to Green Bay in the dumpster fire just because Green Bay got to two wins. And so, but both these teams are struggling big time. Yeah, exactly. All right. So that's the power rankings. Do you have any last words for, or last thoughts on them? I do not, man. All right. So then we move on to our picks of the week. You beat me this week. We did a lot better this week than we did the previous week. Um, I got nine right. You got 10 right. Um, and gives me a total of 62. You a total of 72 um, correct picks. I'm at 51%. You're at 59%. Man, we got we to gotta kick this into fucking high gear. I know. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's just... We're not like that first year we were, we were, we did fucking awesome. And then since then we yeah. kind of, kind of trailed off. All right. So first up we have Thursday night, uh, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. It, with all the injuries, this is one, this, this game I thought would be the other way around. It does seem like that Tennessee is playing in the uptick and Pittsburgh's kind of leveling off. Uh, Levis is doing his fucking phenomenal start. Like, we have like five touchdowns. Um, so, Cam Hayward's coming back for Pittsburgh, though. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick's out. Levi Wallace is questionable. Ooh, I missed that. DeAndre Hopkins is questionable. Yeah, he always is. Yeah, he always is. Um, so anyways, my model has it as a low-scoring game at 17 to 12 Pittsburgh, and I'm this week I'm not I chose not to override things on my model, and my model picks some crazy picks coming up. Okay. Um, which off the t- just like off the rip, I see four. Gotcha. Crazy picks on my model, but I didn't override any of them. I don't. I have concerns with with <clears throat> Pittsburgh because they're they're playing really inconsistent, but it's in every other. So like they play one week good, next week they play like shit. So they played like shit this past week. So I'm assuming that they're gonna play good this week. Both back. Uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I got you, man. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Also, I like that it's a home game for them. Uh, Tennessee, I do like the spark that Levis has given them, but. Um, you know, Pittsburgh just seems like a better team at this stage. You know, I think, I think Tennessee, uh, if you get more of that out of Levis, I could have more faith in them because they still got Derrick Henry. They got DeAndre Hopkins, but you know, they just, they're missing so much talent in Tennessee. Pittsburgh still has guys. They've just been banged up and the offense has been really kind of slugging them down. But, uh, either way I, I give Pittsburgh the edge here, man. All right. And we have at Frankfurt Stadium in Frankfurt, Germany, which I don't know why the fuck the NFL scheduled this game for there. We talked about it when the schedule released. It's uh, Tyreek's Hill, Tyreek Hill's 
returned to Kansas City has been changed to Frankfurt instead of letting him come back to Kansas City. We have the Miami Dolphins at Kansas City's the home game, our home team in the game at Kansas City. Um, I have concerns with both these teams this year. I have more concerns with Miami's defense. And if Mahomes is healthy, I think he can pick apart the defense. But Miami's defense played like shit. Kansas City all around has played like played like shit. I think they've had one game where they scored 30 points in it this year. Maybe two, um, thinking about it. Yep, two. They, had, they scored 41 against the Bears and 31 against the Chargers. Everything else, well, I guess, you know, 24-27. But this is not the high-powered Kansas City offense that we've seen. They don't have a wide receiver. But how Miami's defense is playing, their their hole is – they have a big hole in the secondary. And I think I think you and I could could have a, a 200 yards receiving against them. Let's do like, it. That's how bad the, the secondary is, especially with Mahomes at quarterback. Uh, my model has a, as a 12-point victory by Kansas City – and currently the yeah I'm I'm gonna go with Kansas City in the game. I think it's the perfect game for that offense to look like we thought they were gonna be coming into the game or coming right. into the year. But have so, yeah you had you had you had Miami, but you're taking the yeah. Chiefs. No, I right I okay that that was an error on what I had sent you. No, that's cool. Uh, I just want to make sure I update the sheet. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Because when I looked at it when I. When I looked looked at it, I was like, "Why do I have Kansas yeah. or Miami p- pick there? I have it. At, my model has Kansas City winning." But... <laughs> yeah, I got you. I'm taking Kansas City. Um, you know, I I like the the firepower on offense we've seen with Miami, um, but I think the the Chiefs are the more complete team. They have the more seasoned, uh, savvy coach quarterback combo and um and then you know we talked about the competition with Miami being a factor and so this is going to give me a really good idea of what to do with Miami in my power rankings for next week mm-hmm. and so you know but I'm giving the Chiefs the edge even though I've actually got Miami higher in my power rankings uh it's just how things go sometimes yeah it's sometimes like I had Baltimore number one, and I think I picked them to lose last week. So yeah, it happens, man. It happens. It happens. Which it was. It was a closer game than you thought. I just I oh yeah, no, I know. It that. was close. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Minnesota at Atlanta. I was all set to pick Minnesota for this game. Yeah. Two week a week ago, like this was like. Minnesota was going to be my fucking survivor pick this week. Cousins hurt his Achilles. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who the fuck Jaron out. Jaron Jalen. What, what was his fucking name? Jaron. Jaron Hall. Hall. I almost said Jaron Allen. Uh, I don't know who the fuck he is. Um, let me see. He played. For those that want to know who he is. He played at, um, of course, it doesn't. It doesn't say where he played. He played at BYU. Um, so, 
anyways, he was a fifth round pick. I don't know who he is. I don't. I don't know how what to make of him. Um, you do have you do have that. Well, maybe Atlanta doesn't know who he is or what to make of him, and that's surprise. But I think Heineke is a safe quarterback. Yeah, and it's not Ritter. If it was Ritter playing, I may may consider overriding it. My model has it. Super fucking close. It's like a half a point spread, half a point spread between the two on my model, okay. but it favors Atlanta a little bit. And because I don't know what to make of Jaron Allen or Jaron Allen, Jaron Hall. Why do I keep wanting to call Jaren him Jaron Allen, Allen, the old defensive end? There, that's why. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, why do I keep wanting to call him Jared Allen? Yeah, they'd love to get him back. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what to make of him, so I can't override. Even though it's super close, I'm going to go with Atlanta in the game hesitantly. Yeah. No, it's tough, man. I, I would have had Minnesota as the pick. But, yeah, with Cousins being out, the model swings the other way. And it when I look at my heat map without Cousins, uh, it is actually entirely green for Atlanta which is maybe the only time this year Atlanta will be fully green against anybody. And so, uh-huh. uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Falcons, uh, but I still got it as a close game too. Cool. Next up, we have Seattle at Baltimore. Uh, Seattle, I think I would consider overriding my model if this game was played in Seattle. If you're not used to playing the Seahawks in Seattle – it's it's a very tough environment to go into and play. Yeah. Um, since the game is in Baltimore, also my model has it as a close game. It has it, the home field isn't, but since the game is in Baltimore, I'm not going to override my model. I have it as like a field goal game, um, Baltimore winning, which I was surprised it was that tight. But I think that has to do with I did a downward adjustment based on the um, result of the Arizona game last week. And, yeah, they won, but it was closer than it should have been. Um, but I'm I'm on Baltimore. I got you. Yeah, I've got uh, Baltimore. I'm a little bit wider on the spread. I got it by about five and a half. Uh, but I, I think some of the narrative, like you're talking about with that Arizona game, could be a factor that tightens it. Plus, when you look at the other way, Seattle seems like they're maybe getting their shit back together mm-hmm. again and making another push. And so... Uh, I could I could see it being a tighter game, but I uh, I still got Baltimore either way. Even if I tweaked it, they would still for sure be above in my model. So I'm taking Baltimore. Right. Next up, we have what the fuck pick number one in my model. We have <laughs> Arizona at Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I'm reading about this game. At, Everything is like like fucking ESPN.com for the Eliminator Challenge suggestion. This was like their top pick this week for one of their top picks. I think it was their top three uh, to to pick as as the winner as you, as your survivor <coughs> pick this week, Cleveland. So I'm like, cool. I don't even have to look at my model. I look at my model. Not only, and and this might be because of, because I'm gonna have to go come back to this um, once we find out, and it might be because my model is 
has an uptick at quarterback slightly because of the possibility that um, Kyler Murray's playing. Yeah, I know it's an uptick slightly, but who's who who's who would play instead of Kyler Murray? Is it, is it Hoyer? No, Hoyer's For Arizona. No, I forget. I forget who, but um... it's if if Kyler can't go. It will be Clayton Toon. There we go. Um, is that a real person? <laughs> like seriously, this is this is another another fifth round pick. Um, this will be his. Oh, it won't be his first game action. It, it, he's played in a game. He is. Hey, he has a hundred percent completion percentage. There you go. He's one for one for four yards. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. That's why it has an uptake for the possibility of Kyler playing. If if Clayton Toon is starting at quarterback, I may not even look at my fucking model and just say, dude, I'm 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 off this. Um I have concerns on uh, PJ Walker, PJ JP, PJ Walker. Um, I have concerns. He has not played good. He's not played as good as, as I thought he should. Arizona can put up points and can like, they just held Baltimore. What what was that? That's right. They held Baltimore 24. I think that sounds right. 31. No, 31. They scored 24. Oh, 34-20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. But they put up 24 against Baltimore. The yeah, they've been hanging team, in games, man. Yeah. I've been saying all year, if they could piece together a full game, they could win some games. Like, the team is good. I was really, honestly, I was surprised that they traded Dobbs. Um, I don't think I was, they're going to let Kyler come back against the Cleveland defense. I don't think they... I don't think they are either. I would agree with you there, but I had I ha- under the off. Oh, wait a minute. I think Kyler's out. Hold on. Did I make the decision? Oh, he can't come back. From his pup to return, so he's supposed to return. Okay, that's why he's listed out under that chart. Okay. No issue. Wait, James Conner got hurt? When did I miss that? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Oh. He might he might he might be back soon. Huh. I just I gapped on that. Um let me check something. That so you're you're flipping to Cleveland. I'm not going to. Uh, I have to look into Arizona. I'm going to go with Arizona. I'm going to go with my model. I have to look into it and see, like, I have to do, see if I have to do a manual adjustment in my model for this game. But right now, huh. That's just weird. Uh, yeah, I'm, this is this is a what the fuck pick, but I'm gonna go with Arizona. Okay. 
Well, I'm taking Cleveland. Um, you know, I don't like the quarterback situation for either of these teams, um, but I, I love the way Cleveland's defense has been playing. Uh, I do see it being a little bit unpredictable just because Arizona has hung in there in games. Uh, but my my heat maps almost all agreed for Cleveland, and man, their defense has just been banging. So I got to take the Browns, man. All right. Next up, <clears throat> we have what the fuck pick number two. <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams at the Green Bay Packers, and I dove into this pick a little bit and found that the reasoning for why my model is picking this way and I'm not going to override it. Okay. Did I, I didn't save it, but so it had to do with Matthew Stafford's record in green Bay. Yeah. He's got a thumb injury too. He has a thumb injury, but Played 21 games against the Packers in his career. He loses, he's lost two thirds of those. Okay. He's 7 and 14 against the Packers. And looking at it, the trend has, he's lost his last. Four against the Packers. Okay. And yeah, those are all against Aaron Rodgers. You could make that argument. I just, I don't, I think, I, I don't, th- I think there's a mental block with Stafford against the the Packers, and. I think there's also a mental block with the Rams recently against the Packers. Okay. The last two, three, last three games at Green Bay. Last three. Why? Why have the last three games been at Green Bay? That's weird. Um, the last three games in the regular. Regular season and or playoffs at Green Bay, the Rams have lost. They've lost. They lost in 2021 in the playoffs, uh, 32 to 18. 2021 regular season, they lost lost 36 to 28. In 2022, they lost 24 to 12. Um, I just think there's. They they have to show me they can win in Green Bay. Yeah. Let's see. When they were in St. Louis in 2015, they lost 24 to 10 at Green Bay. Um, 2011 at Green Bay they lost 24 to three. Last time they won at Green Bay was 2006. And that. Yeah, they don't play out. They don't always play every year, but it seems to me that the Rams have some sort of mental block playing in Green Bay. Normally, looking, glancing at it, all the games have been later, like a couple weeks. No, that one was. Yeah, 
all the games have been like a, a week or two later. Nope, that one was before. The last time they won was uh, was in October. In October, no, two times ago was in October, and the last time they won was in October. But outside of that, it's kind of been around November, December, or January that they played at Green Bay. That might be the yeah, factor the as why they've been when losing the colder weather. But my my model factors in these things, not 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 100 percent of these things, but like the sure. trends. Yeah. And my model has Green Bay winning 27 to 17 on it. And like I said, it's what the fuck pick number two. Um, yeah. I'm going with my model and picking Green Bay to win this game, even though I, I don't love the pick. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I think you're. I think you're digging deep to justify it. Uh, for me, I'm just sticking with my model. I'm taking the Rams. I think if Stafford's out it could end up being a closer game and be a factor. Uh, but without that, I'm taking the Rams. I've, I've got them higher on my board. Um, Green Bay's just having such a bad year. And, you know, the, the Rams, especially if Stafford plays, they've surprised big time on offense. And so mm -hmm. I just uh, I trust that in McVay more than what I can trust with Jordan Love and what's going on with Pac, man. I know, and it's not that I'm – Digging deep to justify it, I'm explaining why I sure. figured out yeah. why yeah. my model is picking the picking that, but and I'm just sticking with my model, even though I don't necessarily agree with it. Okay. Next up, we have the. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Houston Texans. This is not what the fuck pick number three. <laughs> I have no faith in Tampa Bay. I have no faith in Baker Mayfield. I have no faith in that team whatsoever. Um, Houston is on the uptick. It's in Houston. Um, I want to see. I want to. I want to see because I don't know if Baker has beaten Houston in his career. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm drawing a blank. I'm not remembering a win. Oh, never mind. It's the other way around. Apparently, he's 2-1 he's against them. Who okay. knew? He lost his first game against them and has won the last two. Oh, interesting. Um, Either way, I'm on Houston. I think Houston is actually the better team from based on what I'm seeing on the field. Even though Houston lost to Carolina this past week, I think I think the trajectory of the teams is Houston's on the up and Tampa Bay's on the down on the down decline. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with Houston in the game in my model. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm taking Tampa Bay here, so we're on the other side of the fence. Good for good for some pick action. Uh, I got it as a close game. I've actually got it within one point. I got it at .96 to be precise. Uh, but the heat map is mostly green for Tampa Bay, and uh, you know, I I do I think Tampa Bay is a much better team than Carolina. Carolina did just get that win over Houston. Um, you know, I know that 
it's kind of hard to make that comparison. It's apples and oranges. But either way, I'm <laughs> taking Tampa Bay, man. All right. Next up, we have the Commanders at the Patriots. Um, prior to the fire sale in Washington, my instinct would have been the Commanders would win this game. This is one of those instances where thinking about it after the trade deadline stuff, my model picks who how I thought my instinct would say it was going to pick, and even though I don't believe in them at all, at all, I have New England winning the game in my model. I, I these are two teams that are going nowhere, and yeah. they're going nowhere pretty fast. Um, so I think I think Washington I think Washington needs to get rid of Rivera, and and start over at coach there. They need a quarterback. Um, I'm disappointed in how even though he had a good game this past. Was it this past week? I think it was this past week because if I would have, I believe if I would have started him at quarterback over Burrow, I would have had the high points in our league. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I would have been close. Let's see, so I think it was. It, it would have been right there. Yeah, I would have if I would have started Howell over Burrow. I would have had the most points in our league this gotcha. past week. I was shy by nine, and that was the difference between the two. Howell's very inconsistent. <laughs> very inconsistent. I thought he was. He was further along than he is, actually. Um, and it's an... He's played against defensive... I'm, I'm on New England. I, I, I'm disappointed in Howell's season. Yeah. I thought I thought it would be much better. He had, had did have a phenomenal game in the loss against Philly. He did have a phenomenal game against Chicago. And he had a, he, like, both games against Philly, against Denver, against Chicago, and against, against Atlanta. I got you. Fantasy-wise, had good games. All those teams are in the top 10 easiest or mo- give up the top 10 most points to fantasy quarterbacks this season. And he had bad game. New England's in the middle. Um, and he had anything below 10. He's had terrible games against. So I don't have, I, I, I don't have any faith in him. I'm on Patriots. I gotcha. Yeah, I've got the Patriots winning this one by three, which is fairly close. But uh, I, I actually uh, finally smoked some of my ratings for New England and brought them back to reality in my model. Uh, but still, it has them above Washington. Uh, the teams are zigzagging on the heat map. They're trading positions back and forth all the way down. Uh, but I'm taking the Patriots here, man. All right. Next up. Man, there's some crap games this week. <laughs> we have the Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints. There's not much analysis to do this game on this game. Um, both teams suck. New Orleans 
slightly better. My model has New Orleans winning by four points. Oh, man, we're like spot on there. I got New Orleans by 3.96. And yeah, two bad teams. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's weird because offensively, my heat map is favoring the Bears, which I would have thought it would have been the other way. But uh, I guess that just goes to show New Orleans has been underwhelming and I've probably pushed them down maybe a little too far, to be honest, if they're they're lower than Chicago offensively. But uh, I still like New Orleans defense a lot more than I like Chicago's defense. And so I, I'm, I'm good giving the edge to the Saints, man. Next is uh, Richardson was playing. I'd be all over this game. Yeah, it'd be real cool if he was, yeah. Yeah. We have the Colts at the Panthers. Again, I'm going with my model on this. It's Minshew. Minshew has more experience. If Richardson was playing, I might might pull the, well, Bryce Young was drafted ahead of Richardson. And that'd be crazy that the top three quarterbacks in this past year's draft in their rookie season would have all played each other because Colts played Houston. Houston played Carolina, and it would have been great if Richardson wasn't out for the season. Um, I kind of think that the win for Carolina last week was flukish. And as we can, as we went over the power rankings, I yeah dropped them. Yeah, uh, they, it was a last-second field goal, and they celebrated like they just won the fucking Super Bowl. It was like, come on, you won a game. <laughs> Jesus Christ, calm down. Uh, I'm on. I'm on Indy. I don't. I think that win is like Caroline. Like, oh, we got. We we finally won a game, and they're gonna go back to fucking losing. Lo- they're losing wins. Yeah, they're not going undefeated from here. So, uh, no, I'm taking Indy. Uh, Indy has shown way more signs of life this season, even without Richardson. Uh, in, in recent weeks, you just look at how productive their run game has been. Uh, I, I've got way more faith in Indianapolis, man. I'm taking them. We have, <clears throat> we have the Giants at the Raiders. I initially, when I saw this, thought, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's especially with them with them firing McDaniels, you don't know what this team's going to look like. Nope. But one thing holds true in the NFL. The week after a coach is fired, that team's fucking fired up and wins. Yeah, because they all know they're all all their asses are on the line. Yes, we better perfect, fucking win a game. <laughs> the perfect example of that is last year. Fucking Josh McDaniels lost to Jeff Saturday and the Colts. It's a perfect example of that. My model, it has it as a low fucking scoring game. Like, I don't know how how it either team scores in double digits in this game. Even though I'm really high on on Aiden O'Connell, and I've talked about him. I told you yeah. I told you coming into the season that Aiden O'Connell was going to take over the starting starting spot. I didn't think it would take this long, but I think the pro, I think it just it took firing McDaniel's because McDaniel was holding on and holding on to Jimmy G. 
And I think I think if Aiden O'Connell would have would have started three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and and started his took over the starting spot then, I think this team would be better off. Um, and wouldn't be so low on my power rankings because he's he's finally going to get up to games game speed. Yeah. And that's what what he needs. He might he may be they may already have the quarterback of the future. This is how high I am on Aiden O'Connell. He might in fact be their <laughs> franchise quarterback. They just gotta shed all that Jimmy G cap weight. Well, it doesn't matter if you have the Jimmy G cap weight because of the because of the fact that you have him on a. Oh, I know, very but it it would help to deal. spread that money to other parts of the team. But see, but that's the thing is they have a lot of talent on this te- on that team yeah, already. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jacobs is uh is on the franchise tag. I know, but it's, you don't want twenty three million or whatever it is just sitting there for a guy that's not going to play. I I hear that. Um, I I I hear yeah, that. I'm that's ten percent of your cap just sitting on the bench. Yeah, Aiden O'Connell was a fourth round pick. I thought that was a that was low. I thought he he was easily a a second. Uh, Late second, middle to middle third range on him. This is how high I've been. On, I was on him. Anyways, I'm I'm on the Raiders. Um, my model has it at seventeen to fourteen, and I just I really like Aiden O'Connell. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I'm taking the Raiders as well. Um, you know, not much to like about either of these teams right now, except that I like. Josh McDaniels being fired. So, uh, uh-huh. hey, man, I I am hopeful uh, that, uh, you know, their interim coach gets a win and this team, you know, they show some sparks and they rally. And, um, you know, my model is like it's, it's basically a coin toss between these two teams. But I do believe the Raiders are more talented uh, and, you know, there could be some spark here with the, the coaching change. So I'm taking them. Next, we have a matchup of two teams that are going in opposite directions currently. The Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Cincinnati, it looks like the bye week was what Burrow needed. And I heard this weekend, and it makes sense. Cincinnati, each year under Burrow, they've started off slow. And... They they hit their stride. They hit their stride a little later this year, but they're hit. They looked like they hit their stride and, last. And that year. was injury driven this year. I mean, yeah, we know this that. year was injury driven. Um, Buffalo, Buffalo. I who isn't fucking injured? Even though I love the Rasul Douglas trade. Matt Milano. Um, I, no, dude, I said, they've got like five starters out on defense. No, no, no. I said who on their team isn't. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's the easier way to <laughs> who, put it. Who isn't injured there? Um. My model has it as actually a lower scoring game than I thought it would be. I have it at twenty seven to twenty Cincinnati. I even though I don't really, I'm not sold on Cincinnati being the better team. I just think Cincinnati matches up better against the current this current version of the Bills, and that's evident even last year's Bills. Bills would have lost that game last year if it wasn't wasn't what ended up being canceled because of the um. Tragic stuff, tragic yeah. injury to Tamar Hamlin. So they were on on pace to win that game, and I think that this 
while it's great, Demar Hamlin, the Buffalo's coming back there, and blah blah blah. I think I think Buffalo loses this game like they would have lost last year's game. Gotcha. Yeah, and I, I've got it as a close matchup, but I think like you're saying, the narrative has these teams going in different directions. Buffalo struggling, Cincinnati's hitting their stride. Uh, heat map wise, it's actually pretty green for Cincinnati, which I would have thought more if it would have been hitting Buffalo to be honest. But you know, some of that could be the injuries or who knows what it is. But uh, either way, I'm taking Cincinnati, man. I think you summed it up pretty well. All right. Then we have Monday night game: the Chargers at the Jets. Okay, we skipped over Dallas at Philly, but um, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Um, my eyes just. Just, just, How dare it, you? How dare you? Dallas, Dallas <laughs> at Philly. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas won this game. I think. I, I, like, look at last year. That didn't Dallas go two and zero against Philly last year? I know they won at Philly, and I think the second, I think one of the games was. Yeah, it's almost like this is Dallas's Super Bowl. Because they're not yeah. going to get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Let me let me double check that because I think they were two and oh last year. Let me see. Dallas. Nope. <coughs> Home Philly won at Dallas. Dallas won. So they split. Okay. Which that makes more sense. That makes sense. It was weeks. Right around this time last year, they played at Philly. Um, they won. Hurts had, Hertz had eh, average game. He came back to earth. It was a 26-17 win. Um, I think this game is a little bit, little bit smidge more high scoring. I think that first game was – actually, I think Dak was out in that game. Yep. Cooper Rush started that game. Cooper Rush. So – I think this is a little bit high scoring, higher scoring than last year's game at Philly. Uh, I think it's hard for me to pick against Philly, but it's, it's hard for me to pick against Philly, and it's even harder for me to pick Dallas. I don't, I don't like either. I don't like Dallas. I hate the team. I don't think Dak Prescott's a, a good quarterback. I do think that he's been playing better as of late, because he's been using his legs more and scrambling, and he looks more like that Dak Prescott was his rookie year when he hit the scene before before um, injuries. He started taking real hits, and he was running the ball as needed. So I do like what I see there. I just I think Philadelphia is the better team. I think Hertz is the better quarterback, and I have no faith in Kevin McCarthy putting together a game, a good game plan for, for Hertz. Um, so I'm going to go with Philly at it. My model has it at 30 to $23. Okay. So you're, you're sorry, taking 30 Dallas. To, 30 to 23 Philly. I, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me everything Philly, but uh, yeah. yeah, no. All right. Um, no, that's, that's good, man. And yeah, I mean, I've got Philly here also. Um, you know, I think that Dallas is probably feeling pretty good coming off that beatdown over the Rams. 
and Philly as inconsistent as they've been this year. I think that the more the season goes on, the more it's going to come together for them because all the pieces are there. They're just adjusting to some new coordinators and some new things going on. And the game is in Philly. And so I, I'm just, I'm taking the Eagles, man. I, I like them. My model likes them. It's that simple. All right. Before I got ahead of, have us and skip the uh, Dallas Philly game. Um, I don't know how I skipped that. Like that's, that's a really good game this, this week. Um, we have the chargers at the jets. A lot of times you're going to say chargers are going to charger. I say that <laughs> all the time. And I've also said that I'm never picking the chargers to win a game again this year. These are all <clears throat> things I've said. Zach Wilson has looked like a real legitimate quarterback as of late. I don't know how. I, I, it's, it's a surprise that he may have figured out how to play the position that he was drafted <laughs> to play. Um, you would think, you would think he would figure that out before he was drafted. Um, but look, it's Justin Herbert. I have faith in Justin Herbert. I don't have faith in yeah. I, I think I think Sala is the better coach. I don't have faith. Like, what are the odds that Wilson puts has another good game and then puts what's that three, four good games back to back to back? Like, who's against Buffalo? I'm sorry, no, against uh, yeah. I don't the consider Giants. last week a good week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They snuck I mean, it give, by. No, no, no. He, but he had a good game. He had a sure. lower completion sure. percentage. He didn't throw an interception. He had a TD. He was sacked four times. I don't think I don't recall him fumbling. He hasn't thrown. He hasn't thrown an interception. Interception since he threw one against Denver in uh, week. Let's see, nine, seven, six. Is okay. that? He has. That was the last time he threw an interception. But he's put. Even though he threw an interception in that game. He's put four game, two, three, four. He's put four quality games already back to back to back to back. You could make the argument that he he had a fifth quality game the week before that. Like he's starting to string together quality games. Yeah, his completion percentage this past week was um, was slightly down uh, compared <laughs> to the previous weeks, but. I just I don't think I still don't have the faith in Zach Wilson to continue that. Yeah. And even though I think Chargers are going to Charger, and as long as and I did say that as long as Staley's the coach there, I'm out on the Chargers. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Plus, I don't want the Chargers to lose to the Jets the week before the Lions. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So I have a rooting interest for the Chargers to win. <laughs> but my um, model has it a super close 21 to 20. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm taking the Chargers. Um, you know, I think that Herbert, every week that goes by, he's going to get more comfortable with that injury on his non-throwing hand. Uh, we saw it this past week. He was looking silky smooth, man. And, you know, if he plays like that every week, they're going to win every week. And I, I just I think that it's almost a little bit like Joe Burrow picking up that momentum, getting healthy. I think Herbert's healthy enough that, you know, it's going to start really moving for them. 
And uh, the Jets, you know, hey, I get it. Zach Wilson's just been keeping them afloat, but he's not going to win that game for him. He needs the defense in the running game to help him. Uh, Herbert can carry the team in the right situation. And so I'm, I'm taking the Chargers, man. Uh, then we have next Thursday. I would say the battle for the number one pick in the draft, but whoever wins, it doesn't matter who wins this game because Chicago has Carolina's pick this year. Yeah. Um, we have the Carolina Panthers at the Chicago Bears. <clears throat> I think Chicago has more of a vested interest in Carolina winning the game than them winning the game. Okay. Because I don't because Chicago doesn't want to get that third win. Okay. If they get that third win, it's more of an uphill battle to to be the first team ever to have the number one and number two pick in the draft. With Carolina Such being Such an honor. Yeah, such an honor. Um, early prediction, not modeling it. I think Carolina, Chicago has more of a vested interest in, and for more of a vested interest in Carolina winning the game, than Carolina has a vested interest in Chicago winning the game. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, keep going. No, no, that's fine. It's like, if that makes sense. And so I'm on Carolina. I did send you Chicago, but I, the more I thought about it, I'm going to switch to Carolina. And then when I model it after this week's results, I may yeah, or may not posting, change. Man. Keep me posted. Yeah, I've got Chicago. Um, you know, it's basically a toss up. And I've got the game in Chicago. Uh, I did. I did go ahead a week in my model just to look at it. I've got Chicago all green on offense, Carolina all green on defense, and basically the home field being the tiebreaker for Chicago. And so I'm going to give them the edge here, but I got it as a real close game. Sounds good. Unless you have any final thoughts, move to question of the week. Sure. Yeah. No final thoughts here. Uh, so I just want to go back and, you know, kind of like hit the trade action from earlier and just get your opinion here. Uh, nothing crazy. You don't have to go super deep. I, I didn't go super deep at all. I just want to, you know, just talk out what do you think is the most impactful trade that we got before the deadline? And, you know, if you want to go back to the Bayard one, that's fine. I'm, you know, I'm just focusing on the ones from the last couple days. Uh, but, um, you know, you can look at any of them. And for me, um, you know, I think, <laughs> I think there's a couple ways to look at it. You know, I think the chase young to San Fran, you know, that's kind of a sign that the 49ers, you know, they're like, Hey man, we're all in and we're just going to get as many pieces as we can to help be all in. I like that. But I, I think the one that is more impactful is the Leonard Williams trade to Seattle. This is a team that was a playoff team out of nowhere last year. Uh, they've looked a little shaky at times this year. This gives them a way to beef up the defense. I believe uh, Uchenu and Wasu is out for them, and so they needed to get some help on that defense. This gives them that help. As long as the offense comes around, which they should, 
Uh, it helps Seattle keep their playoff hopes alive. And so that's that's the one that I like, man. But I'm not married to any of these. What do you think, dude? I think that's a good one. My instinct tells me Dobbs to Minnesota. You think he can keep him in the playoff picture? I think I think he can keep him in the playoff picture. I think, but not only that, they're searching for their quarterback of the future. Yeah, that's true. And I think Dobbs has been playing fairly well this year on a team that had like no talent. So he rides it out and then gets a long-term deal with many. Yeah, exactly. I think I think he has he has talent there. Addison's come started to come around. Um, in, they're going to get Jefferson back. Uh, Madison's done decent. The team the team is five hundred. They're in the playoff picture. They currently, I'm just, let me double check this. I think they're just in. Yeah, they're just in at seven right now. I think they can, I think, I I don't know if it's smart to, to try to get the, um, the seven seed because you don't have a home game, but I think that, well, you take what you can get, though. <laughs> right now, right now they're, and I'm not saying the Lions are going to falter, but right now they're only two games behind the Lions. Oh yeah. So I think they have they have an outside chance at winning the division, and I just I really like how Dobbs has been playing this year. I really think that he could be the the quarterback of the future for Minnesota because you have two choices coming into this draft. You have one of the top picks because there's two quarterbacks in this draft that I think translate well to the NFL. Uh, Caleb Williams and Derek May. I think it's the name Derek May. I think those are the only two that really translate instantly to the NFL. Bo Nix is a third out, an outside third shot at translating to the NFL. Um, and he's been playing better. But outside of that, I don't think in college football or in this draft you have any potential first-round picks that could potentially be instant instant franchise quarterbacks. So you have to search elsewhere unless you get one of those top picks. Because of the teams that theoretically, right now, if you look at the, um, the league, league standings, right now, theoretically... Arizona could be in the picture for a new quarterback. New England could be in the could be looking for a new quarterback. Chicago could be looking for a new quarterback. Giants could be looking for a new quarterback. Packers could be looking for a new quarterback. Broncos could be looking for a new quarterback. And Raiders could be looking for a new quarterback. That's right right there. That's the bottom seven in the league right now. On top of that, the Commanders could be looking for a new quarterback. Um Tampa Bay could be looking for a new quarterback. New Orleans could be. There's just too many teams that are looking for a new could be looking for a new quarterback this year. So you yeah. have to be you have to be number one. You have to have the number one pick basically to assure yourself of getting a quarterback. So why not why not try to make the playoffs and and try outside? And I think I think Dobbs can keep this team afloat to the point where they do still make the playoffs, even though I don't like how they've been playing this year. Um, 
I, I, I just, I, I think making well, the, the team playoffs, could rally around him, man, knowing yes. that they all got to chip in if they're going to make it happen. Right, and Leonard Williams to Seattle. Seattle was already a playoff team. They would have made the playoffs this year. Um, that does that does that. But what, the way I look at it, does that further the team in the playoffs? And I don't think it does. I don't think I don't I think Seattle loses first round of the playoffs, but they make the playoffs this year. Uh, and the other one that was an option was Chase Young to San Francisco. San Francisco has to do something to right the ship. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think the issue is the defense. I think they're just adding adding more I hate to say Chase Young is a depth piece, but the way he's playing been playing this year, he's a depth piece. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't make an instant impact there. Even though Vegas with the trade increased or tightened the odds, like made them more of a favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. Or win not more of a favorite to not win the Super Bowl to win the NFC Championship this year. Sure. I don't think it's as impactful as possibly finding the fran- your franchise quarterback. No, I think that's a valid point. You know, if you can uncover that quarterback of the future by making that trade, that ends up being huge for the Vikings, man. I think that's a good way to look at it. Uh, all right. Well, hey, that's all I got for question of the week. And so, uh, you know, hey, man. Maybe we'll get some takers for Name That Stadium. Anyone? Anyone? And if not, maybe question of the week. Anyone? And at a minimum, give us that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Like always, James, it was a good time, man. I'll catch you later, bud. All right, sounds good. Have a good Great day. Iron Grinder. Hut, hut, hike.